Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Hey everybody, it's Bree here with Melissa today. We are covering something I've been really looking forward to today. Holidays are coming up and I specifically asked Melissa if she would do this with me for me to feel better equipped going into the holiday season. So I think we titled this Holiday Humility. Isn't that awesome? I just thought of that. I literally just thought of that. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Good little catchphrase. And I think it's perfect. And it's also not the way I anticipated this going. So I'm excited to kind of dive in and we will cover some homeopathy things, some remedies. Um, But Melissa, do you want to give a little synopsis of what we're going to cover today? Yeah. So, you know, when you are on this natural healthcare journey, you're going to stand out and you're going to be different than maybe a lot of people in your family. And that's been the case for me always for years. Um, You know, I've always had, I've just always been different and it's not always been accepted by friends and family. And so we're coming up on the holidays and those used to be the hardest times because all the family's together. And sometimes I would get questioned and, you know, things would come up. But right now, it's, I think, is even worse. I mean, right now, what we're going through right now in 2021 is the most divisive. um, And and I'm not talking about in my family. We're all good in my family. I'm not saying my family is this way. But in the country, in the world, this is the most divisive time that we've ever experienced. And if you are, I hope that you're getting together with your family for the holidays. I hope that you are not allowing a shot or a virus or politics stop you from relationships in your family. Um, Because that is exactly the enemy's plan. He is loving this, the divisiveness. And so I think that's where, even though it's always been hard, it's even harder now. So would love for us just to be able to encourage you because you are on this natural healthcare journey. You are on a different path than maybe some of your family and friends. And as you gather together this season, 
um, want you to go in encouraged, want you to go in strong and faithful and have a plan and know what to do and know what to say. Yeah. So I know you have dealt with this for more years than I have, and it sounds like you've gotten to a pretty good place with your family. Um, I feel like I've really gotten to a good place with mine too, but this journey has been 10 years for me, longer for you. Um, and maybe I can ask a couple questions and maybe how you've dealt with certain scenarios okay, and see what you think about it. Um, and then I did do a little bit of Bible study research about how to approach these kind of situations too. Yeah. I was just pulling but it up. One of, okay. So one of the scenarios I know a lot of people are dealing with and myself included in some, not with my family, but with other people is the shot or perspectives or views on the whole pandemic um, and that keeping people from gathering, like you said. And I mentioned to you before that I realized in myself that when people even ask a question, like, have you gotten the shot or what do you think about this? I immediately take it as you're getting at something. It's not just Mm -hmm. a question. And I'm thinking, they know I haven't gotten it. They're trying to get me Mm -hmm. to say that Mm -hmm. I don't, so they can be upset with me or tell me all the reasons why I'm not considerate of other people. Um, and I would love to hear if you've experienced that or if you, how you would approach answering that from a place of humility Mm -hmm. rather than jumping to the defense. Yeah. So no, I have not had anybody ask me. I think everybody knows, right? Just like you, I mean, they just know, they know. So they're, so if I went to a family event and someone asked me, I would think what you know this. So why are you? So I believe that I would in my, in my mind immediately, I would think, so that's why I love that we're just kind of talking this through so that we can be prepared and not, I don't want to be, um, offended. I don't want to be offended and I don't want to go into it with offense in my heart. Um, so if someone were to, to bring up that, that conversation, uh, my natural tendency is to listen to whatever they have to say, be truthful about what I believe, but also it's the way you present it. It's the way you talk, because if you're offended, it's going to come out in your words, in your, in your face, in your body language, and that's going to get that whole ball rolling of offense and can start something huge that doesn't have to start. Mm. So if you are not offended already, so you go into it with love because, because love and offense can't live in the same heart. It, it really can't. Mm, that's good. <clears throat> so if you go into it yeah. with love, okay, you love this person, this person likely loves you. So if you're in, you know, if you're in a conversation or there's someone in the family that has it's on the other side of things. If they're bringing this to you, it's because they love you. They want you to be healthy. They believe that you are going to die if you don't do it their way. And so right. we, have to, we have to know that people mean well. And all of this offense that's flying around is just, is, is not from God. But I would... I would listen intently 
and respond in love. And so the actual words that I would say really would just depend on the person and, you know, how it's presented and what happens, but right, it has to come from a place and of how love. God leads in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you say that because I know that there are some people out there who do ask that question for the purpose of trying to make a point or make you feel bad. Just like there are people on our side who do the same, who have this banner to wave. Mm. that is not the gospel that we want to be right. We want to have the best answer. But one of the things that drives me the craziest is when people assume something about me because they hear about one decision I make, or they might think I live in this crunchy world and automatically put me in this Mm -hmm. box of what they think I believe, how they expect me to behave. And I can't stand when they do that. And yet I have a double standard where something comes out of their mouth and I lump them with all the people who are trying to throw me under the bus or, yeah, super extreme when a majority of the time that's not the case. So my my most recent example is my husband and I were having a conversation and someone sent him something that an article or something that we know... Um, that that person knows is not what we believe and what we do. And so my thought immediately went to, well, this person is just trying to show you that they're right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's not the way I see it. He said, I see it as this person really loves us and does not want to see us die. And I was like, humbled in that moment because right. <laughs> I was like, nothing like good. Oh, wow. Correction, yeah. you know, attitude, <laughs> yep. correction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Lord has really been, so just a little bit of back, yeah. a little bit of, um, backstory. The Lord's really been taking me through, um, dying. He's really been walking me through dying to myself every single day and what that looks like, how to do it. And he's been giving me lots of opportunities to die to myself every single day. So that's what, that was, that was one where I had to admit that my husband was absolutely right. That this person does love us. That this person does not want to see us die. Well, and don't you think (laughs) we look at these scenarios and we're so easily Mm -hmm. persuaded that everybody's the enemy. And I mean, what a negative Mm. way to live. I know how Mm -hmm. I feel when I do that versus thank you God for the opportunity to be humbled, to be corrected, to consider someone highly. And I guess that I was just thinking, maybe we should share this scripture that we're kind of basing this off of. We talked about it, but in Philippians 2 verses 1 through 4, this is what we had talked about when we were thinking about this podcast. It says, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, If any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal, do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So, I mean, I feel like that pretty deeply covers so much of what we just Talk yes. About. And I just want to point out quickly, and I want you to, to 
go on with your thought, but in verse three, um, mine says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. What does yours say? Yes. It says rivalry in this uh-huh. version. I think this is, I don't remember what version. Well, but, but I like selfish, selfish ambition. ambition. It's really good. Isn't that exactly what we are? There's, there's so many um, people, posts, things going on, flying around right now. You can see that selfish ambition in them. Um, so anyway, go ahead with what you were. And we easily disguise mm-hmm. it. Oh, no, that's okay. I just what kept coming to mind in all of these scenarios is focusing on one goal Mm. and in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Mm. And I, that does not mean to me, do one thing, get the shot or don't. Right. That's like a state of your heart more than it's a single Mm -hmm. action. And I would love to see more people, more believers respond this way, including myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I have to practice mm-hmm. all the Die. time. And not <laughs> jump to the assumption that yeah. <laughs> Die it's now. So hard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Die to myself all the time. Yep. Okay. Now maybe shifting to some like more practical not practical. I shouldn't say that. I think of holidays coming up. Um, and some of the tension I feel with my family is maybe how we do things as a family. A lot of it is centered around food, which yeah. is, I don't know if that's embarrassing or bad, but I that's think it's every, a thing. I think right? it's every, yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure you have dealt with that because I think anybody in the crunchy world oh, yeah. has, but it's candy at Halloween. I get made fun of if I mention it or look for food dyes or trade it out for better candy Mm. or we eat not all of the stuff that they eat all of the dessert all of the Mm -hmm. sugar waking up and having donuts and then having snacks all through the day and then I get you know sometimes like my kids are starting to get crazy yeah you have to deal with that behavior on my kids are being crazy and I'm like do you oh, why see do you what think they crazy? fed them? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't, and they don't want to see that. So, so here's one thing I just thought of. Practically speaking, like, how do you? I think that? that you have a different situation than I do because you have to travel, and so you go out of town to visit your family, and so you, you know, you stay there for days, right? So that's different. All of our families right here together. So we go for a couple of hours you know, and then we come back home. Mm. That is way different than what you have to do because for a couple of hours, okay, kids, you know, well, this is this one-time thing, whatever, eat whatever, that's fine. I'm not going to pitch a fit and be weird. And I don't want to say be weird. I I really want to scratch that. I don't, because it's not weird. But over a couple of hours and, you know, a a piece of cake that I would never you know, because I don't care if it's a, it's a rainbow confetti cake. I would never make that for my kids or buy that for my kids. But if they want to have a piece at a, if they, at a holiday thing, then I'm at the point now of, yeah, man, go ahead. Because you're not going to get it again for another year. But when you have to travel and you're with family for days or weeks, 
that gets to be, a, because these little kids can't handle all these dyes and this sugar that they're not used to having. And they do have, there are consequences, um, you know, as far as behavior and then how they feel and then feeling sick and then you're hurting the immune system, you know, over time. So, and even then they're, um, because they're so young, I feel uh, like yeah. they're also just exposed to more things that they get obsessed with things way more easily or, um, yes, you know, when they don't have act, if I make it a forbidden thing, then it's a big deal. Um, so then I've tried to introduce it at home here and there. So it's not like I never Mm -hmm. give it to them. Um, but it just becomes a thing. And I feel like I wrestle a lot with even hosting people. You know, we have people who come visit from out of town and I want to serve and I really don't mind what they're comfortable mm-hmm. eating. And so for several days, we'll eat different so that mm-hmm. everybody's accommodated mm-hmm. and we can just enjoy it some yeah. more. Um, well, that's the other thing is that... And maybe we can just come back to Your that. kids are young. So, you know, and I'm dealing with teenagers. Yeah. So that's a huge difference. But so if I think back to when my kids were young, man, did I let that stress me out. I really did. I allowed that to really um, take precedence over enjoying the family time together. But I knew also that, you know, that they were highly impressionable. And like you said, they can get like they get they start going crazy over things like I had this this candy or this cake or whatever. And I want it again. And they can really get wild over that. And so when they're young is when you are really trying to teach them how to eat, you know, and what's, what's good and what's not. And so when you go and spend lots of time with family or friends and, and you're being made fun of for looking at, at ingredients or, you know, there's just all this stuff around that you're having to constantly say no to your kids. That does get really hard. And I don't know that I have an amazing answer for that. All the other than if you're being made fun of for the, what, what you're doing, you just have to, you really just have to take that. You just take it for your kids. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know what else. Yeah. And well, and I do think in my family in particular has, I mean, it's, it's pretty good now. Um, and everybody's really considerate. And honestly, they have, I've seen a lot of shifts in my own family, not because of me, but just as their own health journey has started and moved forward. Um, But I see it a lot too in other people, in mom groups, these huge, the things they have to deal Mm, with going to see family and those, I just know it's a struggle probably for a lot of people listening. And I, not that it's not important, but maybe this is encouraging to some people. I, I just always try to remind myself. That at the end of the day, when I leave a gathering of people or people come to my home and leave, I want them to not remember how healthy of a meal I served mm-hmm. or, I mean, even how great my house is or whatever. Um, I want them to remember that I encourage them or that they experienced like the presence of God in mm-hmm. our home. Yeah. And mm. to just kind of relax a little bit and not a lot of people just are ignorant. So I think as I've relaxed and not let it become unimportant, I have not lowered my standards all the time, but I think when I don't get so defensive, when I don't expect to fight and just do my thing and 
laugh, laugh it, it off. off or just that's exactly forward. what I was just gonna say laugh it's it off it's so much mm-hmm. easier yep. right yeah yeah it really is and people even if we don't have anything to defend then we don't need to right. defend it you know there's nothing there we need to be fighting for so if you really search your heart and ask God to search your heart and show you what's in there that's not from him and he shows you this offense and you get that thing out of there Right. He, um, that's really what it's all about. When we're walking around offended, when we're looking at people with, um, you know, from a place of I'm raising my kids better than you are. Oh, look at that. You let your kids eat that all the time. You might not say that and have those faces, but if you have that in your heart, it's going to come out. And so that's, I love what you just said about, um, really what do people see when they interact with you? They're supposed to see Jesus. Are people experiencing the kingdom of God when we're around? That's what that's what we're called to. We're called to be the light. And can we be the light if we're arguing about food or medicine or politics? I don't think we can. It's not about being quiet and not not standing up for yourself and your children, because there is a time and a place for that. But right now we're talking about family gatherings, holiday, friends, and family where we want to focus on those relationships. It doesn't have to be an offensive situation. I have noticed too, as I try to defend or to teach or to carry that towards less, um, I have become a more inviting person Mm. and I feel like more people have come to me for help and for my opinions on things or for the things that I know because they do see it. They still notice. Um, And I have stopped thinking, man, this way is just the best way for everybody right now. And stopped thinking I'm just so much more enlightened than everybody around me. And Instead, I'm so thankful that God has brought my family on this journey. Mm-hmm. But just like everything else in life, his journey for other people moves at a different pace and is different. Why are you so how do we enter the presence of God? How do we enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving? So when you... When you lay all that stuff down, when you lay your pride down, when you lay all the things down and you say, thank you, God, that you have my family on this journey, then you are, you're praising him. You're thankful and, and you're focused on him. And then you don't have all this offense in your heart and you don't have all this pride in your heart that I'm better than you and I'm doing it better. And then yes, people are going to see that. People are attracted to light and they're, and they're going to want to come to you and they're going to want to know more and they're going to be more open to anything you have to say than if you're walking around offended and mad and prideful. That's so good. So encouraging. And that really reminds me that ultimately, like Philippians 2 said, having one goal and one purpose and... Ultimately, if they never come to us for health advice or health journey advice on earth, I mean, this is just a temporary fix anyway, in the long run, that we get to live a healthier, happier, hopefully life. 
However, that's not the ultimate. It's not salvation. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, the light I want them to be attracted to in my life is the gospel. And I mean, how great would it be to be able to use this as a doorway to Mm -hmm. the gospel and the way God has created things to heal us and use them that way. But with the ultimate purpose of the bigger picture of the kingdom building. And that's exactly what I have here is a kingdom business. This is not this, this practice, this business is not about me and it's not about making money. It's not about paying bills. The it's all about Jesus. It's all about how many people can I reach for him? How many people can I glorify? um, Can he be glorified in? And so he brings me exactly who he wants me to speak to. It is just being being right. Light, just just walking, looking like him. Mm. Well, I feel like we could talk about that for a long time. This is so good. I'm loving it, and I hope this is really encouraging to everybody listening. Um, but I know we did say we were going to get to a few mm-hmm. remedies mm-hmm. at the end. Um. So what comes to your mind when you think of holidays, get-togethers, or whether it's food, maybe anxiety or things yeah. like that? So if you're, if you're going, if you know that you're getting ready to go to a family event and you're, and you have anxiety over that, so there's anticipatory anxiety, right? You're anticipating an event and you're really worried about it. You're worried about what they're going to say. What is the conversation going to be like? Am I going, am I going to mess up? Am I going to do it Right. Um, are they going to challenge me? Is it going to end in, you know, is it going to end terribly? Then you might, you might think of anticipatory anxiety protocol, which is gelsimium 30 twice a day and Califos 6C twice a day. So you would just do that whenever this anxiety hits you. You start it. So if if your event is tomorrow and you're feeling anxious right now, just start it. If your event is next week and you're you're you start feeling anxious tomorrow, start it. So what, the day that you start feeling anxious, um, and then if you're just having general anxiety over the whole thing, over oh my, you know, the whole season. I mean, even before COVID, the season brought general anxiety on people because of just all the things that we have to do, you know, that some people have to face in family situations. So Ignatia 200 twice a day, which is... And that would even be good for um, grief yeah. around the oh, holidays, yes, right? yes, absolutely. So if you are one that really the grief ramps up in you because it's the holiday season, maybe you lost somebody around the holidays, or maybe you just miss that person because they're gone, you know, when it's the holiday season, you have to do it without them. Ignatia 200C twice a day. Absolutely. What else? So if you're really irritated or irritable, right? If you're going to go, maybe you want to carry Nux Vomica in your pocket. You go into that. And if you become riled up or irritated or angry, you know, because of conversations or whatever happening, Nux Vomica 30C. You can take that you should just sprinkle that in those people's <laughs> drinks and stuff to chill everybody out. I'm kidding. That's terrible advice. Don't do that. And can't you use Next Vomica? Mm-hmm. I have used that before when my kids have way too much exactly. junk. Exactly. 
Yeah. So if you go to the event. um, Are in bad moods. Yeah. And they and your kids overindulge in junk food and then they walk away and they're irritable, um, fractious, sick, sick feeling, headaches, any kind of any kind of feeling or condition or emotion that comes on after overindulgence, especially in junk food, Nux Vomica. So you might think of just having Nux Vomica with you, you know, again, in your pocket, just in case. I mean, and let's be honest, I also overindulge. I just don't pay attention as much to what I eat compared to (laughs) my kids. (laughs) Not a good idea either. I'm full of bad advice right now. Do as I say, not as I do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good, though. I feel like that covers a broad mm-hmm. spectrum of things that you can expect to deal with. And obviously, yeah. if other acute things come up, we have lots of other podcasts and resources for those. So, yes, thank you for this conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. We could talk about it for a long time. But just your last piece of encouragement, you know, go in um, with a clean and pure heart. Know that, just assume that people mean well and love you and try to shine the light in the darkness. 